What's going on, good people? Welcome to the Poor Vera Podcast. Extremely excited about today's show. It's not often you get to introduce a guest that goes just by the first name. Um, I have Raven, celebrity photographer amongst many things. Um, she discusses what she would call a humble upbringing from the Bronx, um, discusses her first big break with Future, um, discusses shooting Hove the God, and then the Queen Bee and everything in between. Um, I think what you'll listen to and learn in this show is her skill as a photographer is incredible, but pales in comparison to the person she is. I hope you enjoy the show. Peace. We're back, people. The Paul Rivera Podcast. I am actually um, very excited about the guests we have today um, for a number of reasons, but the main reason is it's not many times you get to interview someone that goes by one name or one name only, right? It's like the Kobe's, LeBron, Shaq, Oprah. We have Raven with us today. Raven, what's up, Raven? Wow, that is like a really... <laughs> <laughs> that is such a good introduction. Maybe I need to start right. my own pa- podcast and put that there you in. Go. Well, like don't steal beginning. my job already. Don't steal my job already. Ray, what's going on, Ray? Thanks for coming. Um, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I was, A, excited when you said you could do the podcast, because I know you don't do podcasts or do a lot of this stuff, so thank you. And B, I was surprised you had the time to do it, because I'm surprised you weren't, you know... <laughs> Paris is some well, shit I've, like. Okay, I've only been to Paris <laughs> twice, as you like to remind me, once a week. Um, I honestly have a lot of free time. Um, my life is either like super nonstop busy mm-hmm. or like very, very chill, mm-hmm. which is something that I'm trying to change because mm-hmm. I think I need a little more structure mm-hmm. um, and little a little more of a routine. But I feel like working for myself, I do have a lot of free time. It's just deciding what to do with it. How do you describe, because I think you're bigger than, and we've had this conversation, do you define yourself or describe yourself as a photographer? Are you a creative? Are you a, like? Um, I think at its base core, I'm a photographer. Like, okay. I, if I got on a panel or on this podcast, I would say I'm a freelance photographer that okay. works for themselves. But overall, I do describe myself as a creative, um, a creator. I'm someone that wants to create experiences, create uh, moments, create emotions out of my photos, create photos. I'd eventually like to get into uh, movies and film and like other things. It's not limited to photos. So but as of right now, like my base of who I am as a photographer. I think as talented as you are um, as a photographer, I think your greatest skill is like, you're like a regular person, like you're very personable. You're like, I think a lot of people, a lot of young ladies, especially as I see you're following socially, um, can like really relate to you, right? And I think some of that probably has to do with your upbringing, I'm guessing, so I wanna start (laughs) like at the beginning, the beginning, like born and raised in the Bronx. Yes, another thing you always remind me of, because the first time you met me, you were so surprised that I wanted to drink Hennessy. You were like, oh, you're definitely from the Bronx. Definitely from the Bronx. Um, But yeah, I'm from the Bronx, born and raised. I still live in the Bronx to this day. Um, So I'm very, I guess I'm very much uh, Bronx. You won't be there much longer. (laughs) The checks start to roll in, things get different. I'm always like, man, no matter what, like I feel like living in New York, just because of the, the price point and what you get for your money, Like living in the Bronx has its like ups, especially depending on where you live. So 
Is there a good area of the Bronx? I'm being serious. Yeah, there's I've only a been lot. to Yankee Stadium. <laughs> That's so crazy because you're from New York. Born but, and raised. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good places in the Bronx. I mean, I don't. It's not good character. I don't. Like, <laughs> a lot I don't like to like. I don't like to define things as like a bad place. Okay. You know, because I feel like I'll go to. You know, you can go overseas. You can go anywhere, and like you're not necessarily from there, and it's not a good place for of you course. because you're a stranger. Yep. Um, but I think for me, living in New York my whole life, I do very much so love the Bronx. I wouldn't want to live in Manhattan unless I had like a super fire penthouse okay. or hey, like okay. a super fire loft because I feel like you're paying. I used to work in um, property management, when I, which I guess I'll get into, but mm -hmm. you're paying like $3,000 for like a one bedroom and they don't even give you like a stove. Like you have like these, where, mic you where, have like where, microwaves. Where is someone paying $3,000 for a one bedroom in Manhattan? Down here. <laughs> you know what? I need to find that property manager and maybe move. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, even that's crazy. Like, So is three grand getting me something nice in the Bronx? Yeah, you can get a really nice apartment in the Bronx. You can go, get a little condo. We too. should go be roommates and like ball <laughs> out in the Bronx. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I'm literally like you could have a really nice condo in the Bronx for okay. around three grand. So Bronx, your whole life. Bronx, my family whole life. in the Bronx. Family in the Bronx. Well, um, I've raised in a single parent home. I've okay. been raised by my mom. Okay, who's the shit from your Instagram? Yeah, I love who her. wants her own podcast, but I refuse to let her get on it. Her having an, a private Instagram account is as far as it goes for me right now. Um, but everyone is always telling her to like make a YouTube or make a podcast. Hey, by the way, not to cut you off, my mom's on Instagram, I, I, and, I, and I'll <laughs> post a picture like me, LeBron, and Victor or something, right? And she'll be like. Who's the handsome one in the middle? I'm like, mom, don't do this shit right now, please, man. Like, I'll like send my mom photos, and she'll ask me questions like, "Do they know your name?" And I'm like, you, "I've been here for months. What do you mean? Do they know? I would hope they know my name." But yeah, her and she's like, you you probably see her in other people's comments mm -hmm. because she only follows like 60 of my friends. <laughs> okay. And she, every single photo she writes like a really thoughtful comment, like you're amazing. Like she's just very positive on That's Instagram. Dope. Um, so I want to keep her in that space. But, okay, I'm not so mad I was it. raised by my mom. Okay. Um, I have one brother from her side. Okay. Um, I have three older, younger, old, sixteen years older. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So for most of my life, he was like living his life, and now yep. we're like in a space where we're getting close because like we're kind of around the same age, I guess, where we like the same thing. Is he kind of like dad? Like, who you dating? What you doing? No. Like, I don't. Okay. He's he like in his forties, but he's like in his twenties. So I feel oh, like so he's I'm, like trying to be like, yo, who's your friend? Like, no, he's kind of like, oh my god, you take pictures of all these people I love. Can <laughs> you send dope. me the photo? That's dope. Um, yeah, but so I was, I, I have siblings, but I was raised as an only child, okay. which I think I plays get. a big role in like how I was raised because mm -hmm. it was always me and my mom. So um, yeah, she was just pretty much a part of everything. Like she pushed me, she motivated me, she literally did like anything she had to do to make sure I was okay. Um, so we never really went without. Mm -hmm. Um, Which you appreciate so much more as an adult now, right? Yeah. Like you realize that shit didn't, rent didn't just magically get paid. Like, and I also realized, like, there were probably nights when I was like, why aren't you eating? And yeah. it was for me. Yeah. But, like, as a kid, you're so naive and you don't know, of like, course. that your parent is doing everything they can for you. It's a beautiful thing, of course. Yeah. So now, one, it makes me not want to have kids right now. <laughs> because Best form of birth control. Yeah. Yes. And two, it just makes me really appreciate my mom so much. But it also makes me understand why, at this point in my life, it's so important to include her because for my whole, for like 20 something years of her life, I was her life. That's dope. So now as an adult, it's like kind of being mindful. Like this is still, you, this person is still very much a part of your life. And like, 
they're not just being a parent like they mm -hmm. really care about what you're doing because they've had such a role in it mm -hmm. um i don't mean to get sad no 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 i get but it But i just think it's important because i feel like you know you meet people that they don't have the luxury of still having their parents in their life or getting to share that success mm -hmm. or you meet people that are like so disconnected that they don't realize how important it is and for mm -hmm. me it's like I just I'm always trying to like do things to make my mom proud no, as like dope. cliche as it sounds. Shit. So if you if you can accomplish that, you you're cooking with gas. You're yeah. doing <laughs> so, so what what was give me I don't know, let's say 13 year old Raven in the Bronx. Like were you into sports? Were you always into photography? Like, um, what, like I mean, I always liked photography. Okay. I always tell everyone that I still to this day my mom has like this huge um, garbage bag of photos because I guess she was obsessed with photos like but just not, not just photos just like her can photos candid photos of her and her friends oh dope right okay so I used to like sit in the living room and look at these photos of people I didn't know that were very much I think to a degree the style that I like to shoot now where they're very familiar and you feel like whoever took the photo knows the person. So I would just like look at those. Um, and she was always kind of taking photos of me growing up, uh, like for award shows or the first dance, the first everything she she was always making sure she captured. So, but 13 year old me, I pretty much was, I was in theater, so okay. I was like a drama kid. Oh shit. <laughs> Which is really funny because I'm- Can I, we get you to act out a scene right now? No, so. but I am very <laughs> dramatic. Still, but it was something that kind of helped me get out of my shell because I was like okay. a shy, I was pretty shy to a degree, I still am. So 13 year old me was like in a drama group in the Bronx and we would put on like Shakespeare plays and we There did. has to be footage that exists. <laughs> yeah, I have it. But I <laughs> Producer E, I need you on this. You need to put this. I, I will give you like one photo. Of, I have two photos of myself in drama. One, I was playing a guy which was like so funny. And like the other one I have on a wig, which is also very funny. So I'll, okay. I will give it to you. Give me one, give me something. Um, I never stuck with things growing up as a kid cause they didn't fulfill me. And my mom would be like, all right, well then, you know, you don't have to stick it out. Like just try something else. So I did dance, I did cheerleading, I did drama. Um, I'm not athletic at all. So I didn't do really anything. Okay. Um, athletic to that degree. I was like on a step team maybe for a year. And when um, did you know, like, when was it like, from a cat, not a casual, like you always appreciated photography. Like, when was your first camera that you appreciated? Let's uh, go there. My first point and shoot was after probably like 11th or 12th grade. I took okay. a, I went to high school in the city. So I went to middle school in the Bronx. I went to high school in the city, one of like the six specialized high schools at the time. Okay. Um, because I didn't get into Bronx science. That was very <laughs> stressful for me. But lo and behold, I decided I wanted to do like architecture or engineering. So I went to a high school. Um, where that was like the focus. Mm -hmm. And we all had to take like extracurricular classes. So I took a photography class and they kind of just taught us the basis of Photoshop, the basis of using digital cameras. And then I was like obsessed. But I was like, man, at that point, um, I feel like I didn't think that I could do it as a full time. So mm -hmm. I didn't want to go to college and major in photography. It was yep. still kind of taboo. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, well I'll go to college and I'll major in marketing. And then I can do like advertising and still, have like that photography aspect, but it not like be my full um, focal point. So then I went to college and I majored in media culture and communications at okay. NYU Steinhardt. Did your mom know what that was? Was she like, how are you gonna make money yeah. doing that? Yeah, I mean, or? she. <laughs> I feel like even to this day, she, she'll be like, are you working this week? So 100% <laughs> parents are like, how are you making money? Yeah, That's so even cool. for communication, she was like, well, like what do you, she always probably thought I wanted to be like a lawyer or a forensic scientist mm -hmm. or engineer. 
Um, so I was going to school, but I like, I, can I curse on here? You can okay. do whatever you want. <laughs> so I like fucked up and I just didn't like really listen to my advisor and was trying to take classes I thought sounded cool, <laughs> but were like really hard. Like I should have been taking like <laughs> writing one and like math, but I was You're like, what's trigonometry? No, like <laughs> what is like marketing 207 when I should have been taking writing? So it was like. I'm like really good in school, but I just have to be focused. Like my mm -hmm. whole life I got straight A's. It was never hard. And then I got to college and I wasn't focused mm -hmm. because I was like going to school in the city for the first time. I was like working at Urban Outfitters. Couldn't tell like, you shit. You live no. your best life. I was like going out at, to concerts at night, taking pictures just for fun to like get into the show. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't focused. Um, so my grades started to fall and I lost my scholarship. And I was like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? I cannot pay 50 grand yeah. and go to school. And I can't expect my mom to pay 50 grand. She doesn't have it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to just take off a year. And maybe I'll go to community college. Maybe I'll do something else. And then I'll go back. Mm -hmm. um, and then that just didn't. Uh, Haven't been back since. No, I did go to community college for like a half a semester. And it was so... It's just, it was so frustrating for me for like a number of reasons because it's like you have a lot of kids that are in there that are super smart and just don't have the funding or the opportunity and like no one cares so you're behind and then like you're way more I was way more advanced being there so it was boring to mm -hmm. me because I was like I could do this in my sleep I really don't want to be here now so then I had to have another conversation with my mom like hey I am not going back to school for a little while and she was I think that was like the driving force to where I am now because for so long I was like, I have to make up for not finishing school. Yeah. Like I have to be successful or this whole thing is like a fail. Yeah, it's for nothing. Yeah, she's yeah. like, I helped you with all your science projects for like 10 years. What yes. do you mean you're not going yes. back to school? Yes. Uh, so yeah, so then I had a bunch of odd jobs. Um, well, I, I, remember, I remember when we, maybe when we met or when we first, you know, kind of came in contact with each other, you had a job I don't know where it was. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the. 2013. Well, I mean, well here's what I'll say about it, and it'll, you'll know where you were. You had a job, but you were starting to take photography serious, and you were doing little projects, and you at least knew it was your passion, but you didn't know if you could make a living off it. Yeah. So when I first first met you, I was like doing like the BA stuff for like Game Seven yep. and for Beats yep. and like that stuff. So I was like doing like brand ambassador stuff and um, like trying to get into the creative space, but mm -hmm. I didn't really tell anybody that I did uh, photography per se, because mm -hmm. I was like, they're not gonna hire me. Like they're hiring like established photographers right. for this. And then I started to kind of trickle in like, hey, I, I do do this. I could shoot like BTS for this. Um, so I was getting gigs on the side, but mm -hmm. I just didn't feel like um, I was ready to quit my job. Mm -hmm. So I got like a property management job That's and I job. was like yeah. a receptionist um, right here in Soho and stuff. and. I was like, oh, my God, I am dedicating, like, 40 hours a week to this job I hate. And that's the conversation you and I had, right? Yeah, because you, you, were, you were, like, one of the first people I called when I decided I wanted to quit my job. I was like, quit it. It'll yeah. work out, right? I was like, I don't know how it'll work out. Well, you know, I give that advice to a lot of people like you and that it's like, if you're a great person, let's start there, right, and you're passionate about what you do, nine times out of ten it's going to work out because people want to help people like that. People want to help people that are good people and that even if they're not great at their craft in that moment, want to be great at their craft. So I remember telling you, like, it's a scary fucking thing, right? It's a scary thing to be like, I'm going to leave this check that I get every week or every two weeks for the unknown. But I always believe that you could always go back. You could get that job, another job similar to it, 
and it's kind of like that leap of faith. So was there a moment where you're like, okay, like when did you decide I'm taking this leap of faith? I was like at my job and my boss, he was just so annoying. He always wanted, he always, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully he doesn't listen I to this podcast. Because he would just make us make him like Nespresso drinks like three times a day and like order, he'd ask me to order ridiculous like salads with nothing in them and one day he just was like i need you to do this and i was like i cannot do this anyway like this i have to quit this job <laughs> and honestly like i'm not even saying it because i'm sitting in front of you but because you were like one of the only five people i called and i always remember like sitting with you in i don't remember what hotel it was but we were like sitting in the lobby and you were like hey do you know anyone that can like be my assistant? Mm -hmm. I'm oh, like right. starting a company. Yeah. It's just me. And yeah. I was like, you're starting a company. No, I was the company. Yeah. yeah. And you were <laughs> like, well, me. this is like, I got this. Like, I feel like I know enough people. Like I've done enough jobs where I know what I want to do. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay. And then like, by the time I was going to quit my job, your company was so established mm -hmm. that I was like, oh, okay. Like, you're like, if that dummy could figure it out, <laughs> I know I can. <laughs> no, but like, it's, it's possible. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's attainable if you have, a plan which is why i always tell people everybody wants to quit their job like yep. people tweet me all the time i just want to quit my job and i'm like okay why do you want to quit your job um and like what is your plan if you quit your job like for me i was just like i want to make fifteen hundred dollars every two weeks like that was my that goal was your thing. that was your number that was just my goal yes like i need to make enough money to like that was kind of what i was making at my job at the moment so mm -hmm. i was like if i'm making the same amount of money mm -hmm. then i'm not losing there's some security to that right? yeah because the money itself is relative whether it's you need 1500 someone needs 500 someone needs fifteen thousand. like whatever gives you ease which says well, I know I'm not going to starve if I make this. And I'm not going to be completely broke. Because <laughs> <Right? laughs> it's a scary thing. It's a yeah. very scary thing. And I think it's like that's the other thing. Like, you know, you can always go back, mm -hmm. right? I can always like go and apply for any office job, any job at all. Mm -hmm. um, so why not um, give the 40 hours to something I'm really passionate about? And so I was like, okay, I'm going to call everybody I trust that like either works for themselves or could kind of give me work and just be like, hey, like I'm available, I will work for this amount. Like if you have a gig, like let me know. Mm -hmm. um, and like you were one of the first people mm -hmm. to be like, okay, I got you and would call me. So then I quit my job and I had to tell my mom like, hey, I'm quitting my job. She's like, look, school was one thing. She, <laughs> what the fuck are we doing here, At man? this point, she's just like. Where did I go wrong, this, Raven? Yeah. <laughs> like, and if you know my mom, you know that's probably what she really said. She was just like, I can't believe this. But then she was like, okay, you've never like you've never failed at something when you want to do it and i have faith that you won't fail now so like go ahead and i'm like okay if she's okay with it i'm gonna do it and yeah and now july makes four years that wow. i've worked for myself what do you think was your so first of all congrats that's not a very small thing like Thank working you. for yourself a year four years is an eternity so congrats it's a testament to you um as a person and the work you do what would you say was your first like big break even if now it pales in significance but at the moment where you were like oh shit this is really working mm, well I feel like I do I've done for the last four years like a lot of event photography mm -hmm. so in one sense that started to be like okay I have to turn these pictures around very quickly because the client wants them and yeah. like dealing with clients and like you know not realizing not to take things personal I'd say but maybe that's like on a tangent of no, like it. work um, but then I, with music, I guess, when, like, Future asked me to go on tour, I was like, holy shit, like, this is, like, really happening. Like, this is really going to be my job. Be because as someone, as a fan of yours, just as 
a fan of you as a person, first and foremost, and then of your craft, for me, um, on the outside looking in, like that to me was like your big break when I was like, oh shit, she's really doing it. Yeah, do you remember we were at, I was at, we were at All Star Toronto mm -hmm. and I was still like, I was shooting for you guys for like beats and other stuff and yep. then I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna leave and do um, Futures Tour for like 10 days. Mm -hmm. You were like, what? <laughs> and CGF was like, no way. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I think I'm gonna go. And so that was, I honestly thought that I wanted to just really follow artists or anyone and like do mm -hmm. that 24-7 so like be a specific artist's like yeah at that moment that gotcha. was my like goal like gotcha. oh this is what i want to do it's a big deal like yeah and then i just didn't <laughs> <laughs> once you get in you're like this ain't sexy at all like well the thing is the thing that people another thing that i feel like people don't realize when they see people own companies or especially creatives is like you're still to some degree working for someone oh yeah and now it's not just one person like mm -hmm. Every other month, you might be working for someone else, mm -hmm. you know, and you still have to please someone. To some degree, you still have a boss, per se. I don't like the concept that people have of a boss, but you still have someone that who has needs that you have mm -hmm. to fulfill and you have to do those things. Yep. And, you know, you're working on someone else's time, mm -hmm. you know. So for me as a photographer, that's I'm still very mindful of that. I respect that. I respect people's time the same way I respect my own time. But I think it's a misconception to just think you're going to quit your job and like, I'm gonna run right. free. Like right. you still, there are still responsibilities in whatever you do. Yeah, I, look, I think people are enamored, or a lot of people are, are enamored by like the idea of being their own boss. Um, I, I've very rarely told the story, but I think there was a point in my life where I was like down to like seventy-two dollars, and I knew there's a big check, there's a ten thousand dollar check coming in. That check might come in this week, might come in next week, might come in the third week, right? So now it's like dollar slices for lunch and dinner because we got to stretch this $72 <laughs> just to make sure, you know. And um, I just think a lot of people don't understand the level of work and discipline it takes to like work for yourself yeah because you're working for yourself 24 7 yeah. like you don't work you don't clock out at five o'clock and say i'm done like for me sometimes my day starts at like 9 p.m and it doesn't end till 5 a.m mm -hmm. you know when i was on tour we didn't start shooting until 9 p.m we were there all day and then we were editing till like 3 a.m and then you're waking up and you're like on the go so i feel like it's not a. you have to create your own structure mm -hmm. and you have to understand that like you are your own boss, you're your employee, you're your intern, you're like, you're all of those things at once, you know? I literally was like, I can't remember what company it was, the commercial, but like, in the first days of Robot, like, if you called, I was the assistant answering the phone, <laughs> connecting you to myself, and by the way, like, if there was an IT issue, I was connecting you to myself, like, it was like, all me, and, but I think, what I will say is, that mindset you had of like, I'm done when the job's done, you know, like, you've met, obviously, JT, like, my executive assistant. If you ask him, like, what time are you done? He'll be like, when he's done. Like, it's just, that's the commitment you make to yourself and the investment you make in yourself. Um, so, you go from the future tour, yeah. right, 10 dates. At that point, are you like, I've made it? Like, <laughs> like I made it. I'm good. No. Mom, we can retire. We, we no, did it. Because no, 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 I've no. told this story before. I, I took a job, worked my first job working at Nike. They told <laughs> It's funny now. They told me I was making $70,000 a year. I called my mom. I'm like, Mom, we did it. You could quit your job. Like, we did it. Like, like we made it. She was like, boy, that's $70,000. Ain't no real money. You know? But, like, so did you think, like, 
okay, like no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, and it wasn't, it wasn't there yet. It's still not there yet. Uh, okay, um, okay, but it was like okay, I can like. But it was proof of concept. You can yes, make a living doing this. I can make a living doing okay. it, and I was like, oh, I I'm, I was did this for ten days, and I'm way better than I was ten days ago. Okay, so. I was like, I enjoy it, um, and I kind of want to, you know, keep doing it. I just didn't know to what degree, because okay. I feel like he had his own photographer already. It was more so like, I really like your work, so let's add you in for mm -hmm. the tour, mm -hmm. versus like just being me full time, which I really do appreciate because I think that I'm the kind of person to some degree like I'm my own artist too, mm -hmm. and I love that I can pop in and work with artists and work with athletes and work with anyone and then be able to pop out. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm really grateful that Future gave me that opportunity. So then I was just still kind of, most concerts I've ever shot that weren't tours were for free. I was like shooting Summer Jam for free. I'd shoot like a Big Sean show for free just because I needed the content and I wanted to shoot it. Um, and I was lucky enough that I knew someone that could get me a photo pass or was a, a, aware of my work. For my own knowledge, is that a normal thing? Like photographers shooting um, to a degree, shows for free? Okay. I think so. Okay. Like I think at this point, um, if you don't work for like Getty, I could be wrong, but I feel like if you don't like work for like Getty or Shutterstock Stock or Wire images, okay. it's like if you don't work for the artist, I don't really know who's paying you or the label. Okay. Yep. So if you get a photo pass, a lot of times it it is for free. Um, now you've told me that's not like even that's not the sexiest thing. It's like really like very competitive no. even in the pit itself. Yeah, right? which like, is why I was like, man, I have to just be I have to be hired by the <laughs> artist because I cannot be in this pit with fifty guy fifty guys like with book bags pushing you. It's not mm. comfortable, and I don't want the same shot. So it's like, why do I want the same shot that fifty people are gonna get? Um, so I was just kind of doing that stuff, and then. Uh, I got the opportunity to do Jay's tour for 444. So how's that happen? I want to spend a little <laughs> bit of time on that because you just casually are like Jay as in like Jay-Z. I'll just summarize yes, it. Yes, please. <laughs> I basically was at, um, I feel like he was familiar with my work through Lenny mm -hmm. and Lenny like through the internet. So uh, yeah, through Kodak Lens, Lenny S, and through the internet, he had like probably seen my work title, all those things. Um, so he knew of it. Um, and then I was at... Um, Made in America, mm -hmm. and I didn't have a photo pass to shoot his set. I could shoot anything else in but Made in his. America, but his, <laughs> because he only allowed like two people to shoot it, mm -hmm. uh, which was like Lenny and Kevin Mazer. Okay. So I was like, okay. So I was just, I was so upset. Like I was so, I was mad at Lenny. I was mad at literally everybody at Made in America because that's all I wanted. So I was just taking photos from the crowd. There was a guy next to me. So um, wait, you're in the crowd during Hove's performance. Yes, where he had the big Jeff Koons balloon. Yeah, and you're taking pictures in your camera from the crowd. From the crowd. And there was a guy next to me. Um, forgive me, I don't remember his name, but his Instagram handle is like Photo by Beans. Okay. And he was like, hey, like I have a 70 to 200, which is a longer zoom lens. He was like, you can use it for like a few shots. So I like used it for a little while, took some photos. And then after the show, I just tweeted the photos. Um, and I was like, um, Hove put me in the pit next time. You added him? He doesn't have, <laughs> no, I just wrote Hove put me in the pit. Okay. That was it. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and then. See, but, but to me, like that's, that speak, and I've, I've, I have the pleasure of calling you a friend and knowing you for years now and seeing you grow. To me, most people, how old were you then? I was probably 26. Okay, so most 26-year-olds that are talented, that feel they should be there or could be there shooting, would, like, pout and hate and whatever the case may be and feel that too. Like, 
you just did your thing. You continue to stay true to your craft and say, you know, I'm going to shoot this. And I was kind of like, man, like uh, there's photo, there's photographers in the pit. So that shot is taken, but you're not going to see it from this perspective. Mm -hmm. So like maybe it would be cool if you're the artist and you see this huge balloon like from far away. Mm -hmm. So then like a day or two later, Lenny hits me up and he's like, hey, uh, <laughs> he saw your tweet. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> and he's like, oh, he emailed me and said like you could shoot the Meadows Festival in Queens. Like okay. he was like, put her in the pit. So I was like, oh, my God, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so then I shot that show okay. in the pit. and I Was, was that like, experience any different for you? Like, it was I just, mean, it is Hove, and you are in the pit. You feel like you're part of something, probably. Yeah, and I'm just like a New York kid. Like, I literally am raised on his lyrics. Like, that's, like, when you ask me why you quit your job, it's like, these are the songs. Like, I'm listening to my first song. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. um, I was like... Freaking out, trying to like take the best photos I've ever taken in my life, which I look back on them now and I'm like, these suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did that, and then um, they asked me to shoot like one his New York show, mm -hmm. and again I didn't have like a I wasn't very close, but the stage was so massive that I decided to shoot like the actual structure of it more like wide shots. Got it. And then the next day, um, his publicist Jana, who I always say is like an angel and changed changed my life really I was like hey so uh, he wants you to come on tour and I was like okay when he was like tomorrow you're like I'm there I was like okay you're like I'm at JFK right now <laughs> yeah, actually like, do so you have a fun. passport I'm like of course I have a passport like <laughs> let me just pack my bags I'll get on I was like I will get on the train and meet you guys in Washington DC so I got on a train and then I was gone for, the tour had already been going on so I did like the second half so, of the so tour let, let's take let's 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 stop for one second like you get a phone call Phone call or an email? Um, about which one? The tour. Phone call. You get a phone call. I kept getting these phone calls that were making me cry. Someone's on the other line saying, hey, we want you to, not even we, Jay wants you to come on tour to shoot him. Is that a, like, what What are you feeling in that moment? Are you like, holy shit, is this really my life? Because similar to you, like, we all grew up on Hove, like, living yeah. in New York. Like, what's I mean, that moment I, like? I you? was like, okay. And then I remember I, like, hung up the phone, and my mom was there, and, and then I was, like, laughing. And she was like, are you okay? And I just started <laughs> to cry hysterically. Like, I was like, no, I can't believe this is happening to me. Wow. But that's, I think, like, the whole trajectory of my career for, like, the last four years, it's like, another like I'm crying moment mm -hmm. you know what I mean mm -hmm. like it's always a moment where I'm like this isn't real this isn't real this isn't real this isn't real now I, it's real but it's still I, not real I've told you and look no disrespect obviously to you or to your craft I believe there are probably a ton of photographers that do great work yeah right and maybe a ton's a lot but there's a, there's enough photographers that do great work I think one of the things again like I said this earlier that separates you is not only you're a great person, but I think you take your craft, even at a young age, because you're still super young, you take your craft very seriously, right? And seriously means being a pro, being on time, turning shit around on time. You know, I, I've worked with you in that capacity. It means like not posting shit you're not supposed to post, asking for, you know, like where'd that come from? Like your professionalism. Okay, so my biggest, biggest thing, and I don't know if where it comes from, it's probably just how I was raised, but I take privacy very, very serious. And I think that, like, I, one, I don't take the opportunity for granted, but two, um, celebrity or not, like, you're a human being, right? So for me, if you're allowing me in this space and you're allowing me to capture you and document you in, like, very personal private times, 
then I owe you the same respect to keep that private, you know? And I think a lot of times people want to tell people, they care more about telling other people that don't matter that they're in the room versus like valuing the time that they are in that room. So I don't like to use my photos as a way to like exploit people's lives. And I don't think that celebrities have deserve any less privacy than you and I. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's always been like, okay, if I don't want someone to post a bad photo of me, then I'm not going to post a bad photo of somebody else. Like if I don't want someone to post something differently than I would have posted, then I'm not going to, I'd rather just wait, see what you like, see what you're comfortable with, see when you decide to use the photos. Sometimes there are so many photos I've taken that no one will ever see, but they're in people's homes or they are important to those people. And Mm -hmm. for me, that's like, why I do my job. It's because mm-hmm. I want to like create moments for these individuals to like s- share and save for the rest of their lives. And I think that with social media, it's kind of been skewed. Like you have, you feel like you have to share everything. You have to tell everybody what you're doing and everybody what you're talking about. And I just don't agree with it. So um, I'd rather someone feel really comfortable with me and keep calling me back than like work with me once and be like, oh, she just she just wants to post this on her Instagram. Right, right. No, and, and to that end, I remember, obviously, you've shot LeBron, right? And I think the greatest compliment he could give you is, I want to say it was maybe two years ago or something, you were shooting him for the NBA Finals, and we had done like a Beats Lounge or something. And as I always do, I'm briefing him like, hey, so you're going to do this, you're going to go into this room, and we have a photographer shooting, and it's going to be this, and they're going to get shot to the beginning, and then you're fine, you can do whatever you want to do. And he's like, okay, who's shooting? So he, we walk into the room, and he's like, oh, it's Raven? Like, yeah, he's like, oh, man, nobody worried about I Raven. I still, like, die every time I hear that. <laughs> but but it, it was the, the utmost compliment where he was like, oh, you didn't tell me it's, like, it's Raven? Oh, what, what are we talking about? Yeah. Like, and I think you have done a great job of, again, people feel they can trust you, right? Which is, to your point, whether it's trust um, or loyalty or just respecting people's privacy that's probably the greatest asset you could have besides your actual talent of being a photographer so i always think of that when i think of you i always think of that story with brown where he's like oh you didn't say it was raven i thought it was a photographer like raised like it's not even here right <laughs> it's like so funny because people like i'll go into meetings and stuff and like i kind of i do want to get into sports photography to some degree um just kind of like in my own way and people say well have you shot any athletes and i'm like well i've shot lebron james and they're like <laughs> and i'm like but that's it. like just him <laughs> and it's like I'm like so lucky and blessed and I am so thankful that I've like been able to meet people like you in my career and just other people that have been like, hey, like we trust you enough to put you in this room um, and that I've earned my way to stay in those rooms. But it's just like really insane because when you're shooting celebrities or athletes, you're just like they're human beings, you know. And you see them with their families and their friends and you're just like and then you go online and you see people think that they know them and it's just so mm-hmm. crazy <laughs> i'm sure it's even crazier for you but it's just for me as the photographer like i've seen people like take a like see a photo i've taken and tell me what was happening mm-hmm. in the story and oh, i'm yeah. like this is not oh yeah what happened at all and here's the thing if you the more time you spend with uber talented famous people celebrities athletes whatever the more you realize they're actually normal people mm-hmm. or the more you realize they're like oh that's just like my cousin or like my crazy uncle or like my aunt or whatever right like 
I've seen Braun be with you and be like, oh, Ray's acting different today. Like, <laughs> you're like, what are you talking well, about? Like, all of you keep making this joke that I'm too big. And I'm like, if everyone thinks I'm too big, I'm not going to have any work. Please don't think that I'm not. I tell you, Braun was like, I don't know if we can afford her no more. I'm like, I was well, like, shit. please keep hiring me. Um, this is my disclaimer. I am not too big for it yet. Um, but I do also, now that I have some free time, I've been trying to um, focus on like, personal projects too because I think the biggest thing is I need the people I already work with to know what I'm capable of too and I need to hone in on like my own creativity Mm -hmm. so that I can grow Mm -hmm. and I think I've had all these like monumental moments in my career right that are like people I've rag to riches Cinderella like all these stories and I'm like okay well the bigger picture for me is like I want to do this for the rest of my life so how can I keep creating work that like inspires people to want to work with me but also like inspires me too so Mm -hmm. I love it. I mean, that mindset alone will get you wherever you want to go. So I want to cover two more things before we okay. get out of here, um, which I think were significant moments in your career, at least, again, from a fan's perspective. One is um, the Apple event. Okay. Right? So how'd that come about, and was, and did you realize like that was a real moment for you? Honestly, that was like one of my favorite moments, and to this day, like people still tell me that they've like learned tips um, from me, which makes me like melt because I think like educating other people and like I think everyone should be able to take a good picture. I think it's dumb to just think that only photographers should be good at it because you should be able to document your life to the best of your capabilities. And let's tell people what the what the Apple oh, okay. event was. Also. Okay, sorry. So, um. I was asked to do an Apple talk at the Apple in Williamsburg. Um, my really good friend Katie. So I'm gonna again. I'm gonna stop you again. I'm sorry. I'm gonna explain. Raven it. from the Bronx was asked to do an, an Apple, Apple talk. talk. <laughs> That's insane. It's really cool, right? But also, like another one of my little um, checklists is I really want a billboard, and I wanted one like shot on iPhone, mm-hmm. but I also want like one shot on my camera. Mm-hmm. So when they asked me, uh, my friend Katie, she was like, hey, like we're putting together these events um, in Brooklyn and we're trying to, you know, get more creatives involved, get people that people know or don't know. Like, would you be able to do it and talk about how you take a lot of photos on your phone? Because like side note, when I'm not carrying my camera, I do like to take a lot of pictures on my phone, partly because my camera is super heavy and I don't like to carry it all the time. And like it kind of keeps me inspired, like just walking around and taking pictures. I take pictures of everything. So. I was like, okay, I'll teach them like how I edit and those things. Um, so it was like a hundred people, and I remember f- I was so excited because she was like, "The RSVP is full," and I was like, "Oh my like, god, oh, how people many- gonna show up?" Okay, and I was like, "How many people?" And she was like, a hundred, and I was like, "Okay, we'll work. <laughs> That's a big deal." So yeah. then um, I had like, I mean, fifty of them were my friends, <laughs> as they should be. But yes. there were fifty people that were not my friends that I feel like are now my friends, and it was like an hour of me just um, teaching people people how to edit in their iPhone app and like how to take better pictures and things like saturation and shadow and highlight and and things of that nature and so I did that and then I did another Apple photo walk where I like walked with a group of like 20 people around Brooklyn and we took pictures and we edited them together and we talked about it and yeah and then they like I met people at Apple corporate and they were like so nice and they're like people I just love so much and they had me go to Cupertino and like sit down and like talk to somebody about the new iPhones and just it's been really like a cool experience because it's so much a part of my life and I think um, part of everything I do is I want people to know like it, it's organic you know mm-hmm. like I really do this just for the thrill of it mm-hmm. it's not because I'm paid or anything like that so yeah So I mean is it lost on you it's like 
this isn't what I think. It's like Apple's the most successful company in the world, right? It's Apple, right? So they have access to literally whoever they want in the world. And for them to come and partner with you or, or care about, you know, your thoughts or insight, um, is that lost on you? Like how big that is? Well, when you, you say especially it like this <laughs> early in your career? <laughs> when you say it like that, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, yeah, um, no, not to a degree. I think that's why I'm always I'm always having these moments of like self-actualization where I'm like, oh my God, like these things that I've talked about and wanted to manifest are actually happening um, and they're real. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I take them for granted and I don't lose sight of them, but I think to a degree because it's happening and I'm so in it that I forget how big this is mm -hmm. or how big it's going to be you know so speaking of how big it is <laughs> or how big it's going to be you and i i won't say the brand of the event but we were at an event that i had actually asked you to come to as a guest right we were in queens okay it's actually shea stadium if you remember okay yeah i remember that and i remember asking you just as like the little homie like so what's up what are you up to and you had this like this like child day before christmas <laughs> Like, oh my God, I gotta tell you something. I was like, you good? You're like, yeah, and you pulled me aside and that's when you gave me the news that you were going on tour with Beyonce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how's yeah. that? I mean, because here's my thing, here's my thinking on it. It's like, you've already shot Future on tour, you've shot Hove on tour, you've shot LeBron James. Like, this isn't what I think. These are the biggest artists and celebrities in the world. But there is another level, Yeah. right? There's. I said you go by one name. There's someone that goes by one initial, right? Um, how'd you get that news? How'd that happen? Um, well, that came basically through shooting Jay. So um, I did his tour, and then I was introduced to her team and her. Um, and then I did Coachella. And then um, I Which was... Which she at, murdered, by the way. Oh yeah, my it's God. like you can never go back. I don't know what anyone is going to do this year. And it was my first time at Coachella, too. They should just cancel Coachella. Yeah, I honestly... Just... I'm like... I experienced All-Star with LeBron, Coachella yeah. would be... I'm just like, I don't really... I can't like do regular yeah. things anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just don't want... Nothing is as fun. Um, so then they were like, hey, um, would you be willing to come on tour? It's five months. Um, Europe and America. And I was like, oh, my God. Like... Yes, of course. Um, Duh. <laughs> Duh. Because um, I've said in like interviews uh, previously, like that was my dream. You know, like that was like what that she was the only person I really was left that I really wanted to photograph. Mm -hmm. um, and in that capacity. So um, I was just like in shock when I told you I was like in shock. Mm -hmm. I think a year, not a year, a couple months later now, I'm still in shock. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very grateful, but I also think that it was something so crucial to my life and my career because I learned so much about myself in those five months, and I learned like so much about like work ethic and like working at the highest level all the time. And mm -hmm. that's why it's like so inspiring because like you, as a fan, you're already inspired. You're like, oh my god, this person is incredible, you know. Then you're in that space, and everybody around you including the artist is always working to the highest level. So you have no choice mm -hmm. but to work to the highest level. And as a woman, I already feel like I have to work to the highest level all the time anyway. Um, so to be in that space for five months, it was just so like the the rush and like the adrenaline rush and like the euphoric feel you get, it was just like surreal. So can you, you know, I'm gonna play it off. Like it's <laughs> like for the people that follow you, I want to know it's really me selfishly <laughs> wanting to know. 
what's what's the day to day like for you on tour yeah for someone like like what's that look like you wake up what's that look like um well it depends like on a show day versus like we have off days so on off days if we weren't um like editing stuff that maybe we hadn't edited you're just off but on um, you show could just days, say living your best life. Living your best okay. life. Clear. Okay. Drinking a lot of Sauvignon Blanc for months. <laughs> okay. We're drinking a lot Love of wine. It. Very on brand. Um, but, but on a show day. On a show day. Okay. You get up. You, you're on the bus by like twelve noon. Um, Is this one of the bunk bed buses? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah okay. I love sleeping on bunk. Do you? It's the best sleep. Grown ass yeah, woman loving bed, bunk beds. The, bed, <laughs> the bus rocks you to sleep uh, every night, you. so got it's you. like cozy and it rocks you. To, it's like the best sleep. But you gotta love like the people you're with, though. Yeah, too, but right? I was you had on a good a, crew. Good people. I was, yeah, and it was like twelve creatives, so we all had like the same like. It was like the content create, like video producer, oh, creative director. So we all work kind of the same hours, and then like we're all together. We dope. all are doing the same thing. So we were like super close. Like I, I, we're honestly so close to this day that we still have a group chat and That's we dope. still like miss each other. Dope. And I feel like because I work for myself, they've become like my work family. Mm. You know, so we get on the bus. Um, you make like a, pe- I would make like a peanut butter and jelly because <laughs> um, I love PB and J's. <laughs> then you get to the venue. Um, you'd eat, and then you. How many hours before showtime? Before curtains? Do you get to the venue? Um. Well, we were getting to the venue at like two or three o'clock. Like that's the shit. I like. I love, and I like. I talk to Future, the Prince, who you know, obviously yeah. Drake's manager and DJ. I nerd out on that, like the logistics of it, because I'm like, I think there's this whole world, like, of Instagram followers that think. You show up when Beyonce shows up. No. And when curtains go, you pick up your <laughs> like, camera and you shoot some shots. We're like and you're you, flying yeah, there, right? Yeah, yeah, you're on the PJ, like all these things. No. And I'm like, no, 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 like it's real work. No, like we're know? showing up, we're like lugging in our so, equipment. So what time does B technically go on stage? Like what's her? They would go, well, it was BNJ, which okay. I feel like is so crucial because I wouldn't be there. If it wasn't for Jake, right? Without him, that. and he right. was also like such a focus for me on that tour. Mm-hmm. Um, but they go on at like 8.39. And you're at the venue arena at 2 o'clock. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so you got that too. And then what's the rest of your day like? You're hanging out. You're walking around. You're taking pictures of the venue. You start to take pictures of the crowd when they come in. Um, you shoot the opening acts. We like rotate um, between like Chloe and Hallie and Khaled. And then you shoot the show. Okay. And then. And what's that like? You have like a spot you're assigned to? Like what's- no. So the best thing about touring is that you get to see something 50 times and do it 50 different ways but you know it so well so in the beginning yeah I would like probably stand in one spot and then like by like show 10 you're like "Mm, you know what let me go over here (laughs) and by show like 20 you're like no this is the moment I need to capture but luckily they're they were constantly changing things and like changing looks so there was always like a new moment it was never like old um, so yeah, so then around like you're like walk, you know, you're working, you're shooting, um, and then around like six or seven, like you know, you shoot like pre pre show stuff, then you shoot the show, then after the show you edit. <laughs> and then, so what was it like when you saw your first? Because there's been Im- there's been photos you've taken that have been used in print of B and J. There's been photos that they've put. Like what was? I'm trying to get, like, was there a moment when you're like, oh, shit, this is, like, real. Like, I really, like, I've done this. <laughs> well, when I first saw, I took a photo of Destiny's Child at Coachella, and it was, like, in a magazine. And I was, like, hysterically crying because I was, like, <laughs> when I was 13, and I was, like, obsessed with Destiny's Child. <laughs> I was, like, I'm going to, when I'm old enough to shoot them, they're not going to even need me. <laughs> and so to capture that moment was, like, so insane. And then I saw a photo I took um, in Germany in, like, a German painting. 
It was a picture of JMB standing in front of the Olympic wall in front of Jesse Owens' name, and he was like the first African American to run and win in the Olympics during while Hitler was still. And you took this photo. Yeah, I took the photo, and she had like her fist up, and I was like, it was like really important to me because it was like, um, like the first photo that I thought of before they had gotten there, and I was like, this is like so important, like we have to make sure we get this photo, and then it was in the paper. Like, there's something really important to me about my photos being tangible. So seeing things in print is way more important to me than, like, seeing them on the internet. Lives forever, right? It's yeah, like, and, I yeah. Could, like, my mom puts them in. Touch and feel She yeah. puts them in Ziploc bags. Yeah, it's mom. That's mom so shit, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. So that was, like, really insane. And then I think, like, just being in Europe and meeting people that knew me and, like, cared about my work was just, like, surreal. So I've had two moments that made me like extremely aside from like the moments we've had together like that have made me extremely proud of like what you've accomplished um one was um rock nation brunch the clip that came out of jay being like yeah i'll take this photo in a second where's Raven? Like, <laughs> i can't believe i missed that photo because <laughs> i was going to get a little plate of ravioli <laughs> I will never forgive myself. Yeah, I was so it. hungry. <laughs> and the line was short. And I was like, oh, this is my time to get this. <laughs> and then, like, I didn't even know what happened until I saw it online. Like, I had no idea the whole brunch at this that moment had happened because I was standing on the side eating raviolis. <laughs> Like, that's like that doesn't define that's such who a I ro- am. such I know, a raven moment right there. Define by the way. who I am as a person. Like I do not know what does. And then the other one is a more of a private moment that we still haven't gotten done, but we will. Was LeBron calling me and being like, "Hey, I want to do like family portraits, and I want Raven to do them." Right? Yeah, I'm and it's just... like, and we're working on schedule and all that. But to me, it let me know like, wow, you've built you know such a trust in your skill level and the person you are. Bron can call anyone in the world. Like, let's be clear, I hope right? He Just does like it, though. BM, whatever. <laughs> right. But he's like, hey, can you get Raven? Can you see if Raven can do this, right? So to me, it was like, this shit's all come full circle where it's like, I remember like the young, shy girl, like, I don't know if I should quit my job and whatnot. And like seeing you on tour and seeing your stuff show up places. And, and, um, I also want to congratulate you and talk about your iHeartRadio oh, before we get out of here. Vote for so. me. <laughs> no, um, well, I want to say a couple things. One, um, I wouldn't be in this opportunity, especially with LeBron, without you. So I thank you a million times over. Um, also, it's still very, very, very surreal. Like, you see me in person, you know that I get, to this day, very nervous. Um, but I'm very confident in what I do, and I'm very confident in, like, the product I deliver. So um, as, like, surreal and full circle as it is, it's, like, so exciting because I'm like, okay, I have to one-up myself now. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I've done this. Like, what am I going to do next? Like, how am I going to wow these people next? How am I going to wow myself? How am I going to, like, wow the world? And um, and it's also, like, working at the highest level has taught me that I don't have to say yes to everything. Like, it's really about quality, right? Mm-hmm. Because to some degree, you know, the level of trust is also like the trust in the person's brand. Like you of trust course. me as a person, and but you also see how I represent myself. So making sure that I constantly align myself with things that are organic to me and represent me is really important. Um, and, oh my God, what was the second thing we were talking about, my iHeart thing? Oh, yes. so, Where do people go to vote for you? Oh, um, iHeartRadio.com <laughs> slash awards. Okay. So I'm nominated for best tour photographer. Okay. I voted like 50 times. Well, you can okay. vote 50 times a day, every day. <laughs> 
50's not enough. I got about 50 a day. Yeah, because, you know, and you can make another email if you need to. Um, <laughs> That's what you've heard. Not that you know. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> but also, like, this is like, I'm taking my mom to the iHeart awards she's like she thinks this is like the grammys <laughs> i have to keep reminding her like i might not win it's okay like i she's like no and i'm like listen she's like calling people on the phone like she doesn't even know she's like voting herself it's like ridiculous <laughs> but that i felt like i had already won like i did the toy and i was like oh man like i won so for this it was just like even being nominated for me it was like really crazy and i I was just like really, really excited, and we're the, the like they're um, J and B are the only hip hop artists in that category oh, of wow. the tour, wow. like for tours. So that's like another thing that I thought was really cool. Um, but like circling back to the LeBron thing, and like that's just like the essence of what I want to do for the rest of my life. You know, like I want to shoot personal moments um, for people, and I want them to just really trust me and trust my eye, and I. Don't ever want someone to feel like, oh, this person is taking a bad photo of me. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited. I, <laughs> I hope he still needs the photos. He does. He does. And um, and I don't know. I'm just I'm just happy every day because I feel like I get to do something I really love and um, and I get to teach other people how to like manifest things they want to because I think that now I like just always want to remind people like you can do whatever you want you know like whatever it is that you want to do but you have to have like a focal point mm -hmm. um and I, it's kind of cheesy and I used to be a math tutor before when I didn't have a job <laughs> and there's this thing about like a circle where the only way you can um create a circle is you have to start with a point um and that's the only way to draw like a full circle and so um, I feel like that's sometimes where people lack is like they don't have a focal point. So I like I'm trying really hard to always hone in on that focal point. I love it. We started this conversation, me asking you <clears throat> um, what your inspiration was and how you fell in love with photography, basically. And you said your mom basically had like a trash bag full of photos, right? So, I'll show you them. I'll take a picture. So but I'm sure and no better way to end it than I'm sure you're providing her with a brand new trash bag of photos that now are her daughters and she couldn't be any prouder so i'm proud of you thank you i am very excited to see not only what you've done but what you will do i hope i can continue to afford you <laughs> that's debatable i have been saying no to things lately, so <laughs> just keep that in mind hey i sent you i sent you a note during nba all-star what did the note say you said thank you for always saying yes when i call thank you for saying yes when i call Thanks for was, having me. It was, it was easy. good. Ah. I'm not, I know that I'm probably going to take like a while to listen to it back because I'm going to be so nervous. I'm like, okay. I'm going to have my friends listen and be like, how does it sound? You did great. Thanks Thank for coming. You. Thank you. Thank you.